Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacking. My name is Dr. Matt Hammett, wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. Optimism is the belief that good things will happen. Negative events are only temporary and local. Most importantly, optimistic people understand that their behavior matters in the face of a challenge. They are dynamic people using their conscious choice. Pessimism is the belief that adverse effects are permanent and pervasive. Pessimists, well, they believe that behaviors do not matter in creating a positive outcome. They are prone to use the cliche phrase, it's genetic in most situations. They have caged people trapped behind the bars of their making. Choice optimism, however, is rational optimism. It is taking a realistic assessment of the present moment while maintaining a positive outlook and the belief that we can triumph over any challenge. And that leads us to dynamism biohack, the moment you own it. Dynamism is the enthusiastic quality or charism that dynamic people possess that characterizes them by their vigorous action and progress. They step outside that it's genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach into what I call true health. This is the health class your doctor doesn't know, the wellness prevention and health promotion solution, how to get and stay well for a lifetime. That's dynamism. An example of this comes from my life while I was in postgraduate school. I became friends with an exchange student from South Korea who was kind of shy and nervous about girls. And he had, you know, little self-confidence issues. And one day I asked him why. And after he had pointed to, you know, a few pimples on his face and his answer was that he was ugly. Now, look, my friend was a vegetarian with lean muscle. I'm certain he was not ugly. For him... He was so focused on the negativity of his caged version of himself that he energetically radiated negativity, thus low energy to most people who met him. One day, he commented about a girl he liked, but she always seemed nervous, moving away so quickly that my friend took it personally. I gave him a quick lesson in rational optimism and suggested that maybe she, too, was nervous. I suggested to him, I said, change the approach and view yourself as a handsome, lean man who is expressing interest in making a new friend. I then told him to act it out in front of a mirror, even videotape himself, acting as he was rehearsing for a play paying attention to the descriptions and the muscles of his face. 
the wrinkles, the brightness of his eyes, the various expressions he wanted to, to, to display, and on and on and on. Long story short, he got the girl. It is always fantastic what a dose of choice optimism can do in the face of any challenge. So, you know, in this example with my South Korean friend, I illustrated a story about choice optimism. I asked him a question that turned everything around. Did you catch that? I use what psychologists call fact-checking. So to cultivate rational optimism, a dynamic person is going to use fact-checking to assess their predominant thinking about a given challenge. So Michelle Gielen walks us through an example of fact-checking in her book, Broadcasting Happiness. So as a journalist and a broadcaster for CBS, fact-checking was something important while developing the story. Her intake on this concept comes from her career at CBS. She teaches us not to ignore any negative thoughts or challenges, but to hold them up to some fact-checking, just as I did with my South Korean friend. She suggests walking through a process, which includes isolating a stressful thought, listing the facts known, then listing what she calls fueling facts that illuminate a new story. So the idea of fueling facts is simply a reinterpretation that provides fuel and igniting personal power rather than fleeting to a diminishing power. So in the case of my South Korean friend, he acknowledged that he is holding his head low. And I gave him instructions both in how to move his body and focus his thoughts. A bit of rehearsal and a video camera later, and my depressed, low self-esteem friend became Will Smith, the relationship expert. <laughs> so by adding fuel facts to the story, but not ignoring reality, I created a choice optimism experience for my friend in which the challenges fueled his growth and made him stronger. Nassim Taleb tells us that the wind extinguishes a candle and fuels a fire. Interestingly enough, I was totally unaware of positive psychology at the time. I was only providing social support for my friend and wanted to see him succeed and become happier in life. I think that that's the gist of our story in the cope driver of a dynamic health. That is that we innately know what to do as humans. When we are involved with one another in a community, we help each other out and we grow together. In fact, we cannot be healthy as a human without each other. How about you? The moment you own it. Novel research performed in my backyard at the famed University of Chicago by Professor Belak. One of the world's leading researchers studying the science of optimal human performance reveals a science about how the brain responds when we're under pressure. Her lab is so cool. It's called the Human Performance Lab. She is famous for studying professional athletes and others who seem to choke under pressure. I thought her research could help us along our journey together because being a father of four, I am aware of how easy it is to choke under the pressure of, well, being a dad. For example, 
Research shows that when they ice a kicker during a football game, it increases the likelihood of choking. See, it is our perception of the stress that we are dealing with, which causes us to choke under pressure. There's a real science behind what is going on when we worry and how it affects us differently. Whether we are at home dealing with what food to make, at the grocery store choosing foods to buy, or under the stress of an exam at school. So let me give you an example of choking under pressure. While taking an exam, you're gonna need all the cognitive resources you got. You're gonna need active working memory. But when you worry, you take those resources away and have a hard time solving complex problems. The result, you choke. The same phenomena happens with athletes. When we allow worry to seep into our brains, we tend to bring too much thought into what should be a thoughtless activity. Rather than let our bodies do what we have trained them to do, we attempt to control our behaviors and our you know, once fluid expert motions become rigid. The great news is that by training our minds not to focus on negative thoughts, we can mold and carve new neural pathways to discard the negative thoughts under pressure. And as a result, we don't choke under pressure. The Zen meditation study was a scientific study which proved that intense meditation strategy reduces the laborative thinking and clears out our mind from distractions. And discarding these thoughts is not the same as ignoring them or suppressing them. That uses working memory. To discard them, you acknowledge them, name them, and let go of them. A great exercise is to write them down in your journal and then don't attach any more brain power to it. The act of physically writing helps the brain let go once you finish the sentence. Try it out. Lighten up, move better, and live fuller. If you are a current patient in our office, I love you. Thank you so much for your confidence in us. If you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net. And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are, but if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, You've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and vibrant and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need, the health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgeries. The solution lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis 
in our world today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance anyone who is kind enough to write a review. That is the ultimate gift. I appreciate you very much for that. I love spending this time with you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohacking.